Well, now this is the official welcome, so hello. Um, it's lovely to see so many people um, from so many different parts of Josie's life. Um, it's lovely to have relatives, it's lovely to have neighbours. Um, those who've known and loved her through um, sharing her faith with her. Um, it's a real blessing that everybody's come together today. Um, and it's all come about because Josie wrote poems. And she felt that um, she'd been given a gift and she used it. And following her passing, Keith came across two great big files where they were all um, handwritten poems logged in these files um, and he got in touch with Coral and said it seems a shame if they just sit in a drawer and nobody ever sees them and knows about them. So Coral then um, had them and worked her way through them and um, we've ended up here today. Um, Coral has done a lot of work. She has typed them all up so that we can read them easily. Um, and uh, she has um, put a couple to music, one when Josie was still with us. Um, and we'll be hearing both of those. She's going to sing them for us, so that'll be a real treat. Um, and we've just selected a few of the poems. So who knows? There might be more to come. Um, but for this afternoon, we just wanted um, to pick a variety of the poems that Josie had written um, about all different aspects of her life. So that included her family, the countryside, her beloved animals, and her faith. So there's a good mixture in there this afternoon, and I hope that you really enjoy them. So I'm going to start with one called The Gift, because Josie um, really felt that this was a gift that she was given. So, The Gift. The gift my mother left to me wasn't wealth or gold. It came from a bounteous treasury, more precious to behold. She would often sit and pen a line of, of a verse or two. I would think her work sublime, an art I couldn't do. Till strolling by the lake one day in the cool of eventide, I began composing poetry just a week before she died. It flowed and kept on flowing, reflecting sight and sound. All nature's beauty, cool breeze blowing, God's treasures all around. So I hand this gift back unto God, to whom from whence it came, that others travelling on life's road may find strength through his dear name. And that tells you how it all started. Um, and now Coral is going to come and... and sing the first song um, of one of Josie's poems.
I'm so I'm so grateful to Keith for bringing those folders around because it was quite special really to read through them and um, and when I was and typing them up uh, I felt actually quite close to Josie as I was doing it somehow uh, she didn't seem that far away and she really speaks through her poems it was lovely really so it's been quite a lovely uh, experience to look through them all and and type them uh, and type them up um, now this uh, this poem that I turned into song uh, Josie read out in church some years ago now and uh, on the way home in the car I was telling her how much I, I liked her poem and um, I was already getting a tune to it and uh, starting to hum it and I said I'd really love to put this to uh, music and, and she said yes she wants it to be a song so um, she said she gave me the a copy of it, and um, and I came up with um, something. She liked the the tune that I did, and then then she gave me a lot more words. And I thought, oh dear, I can't fit all these these words to this this tune these tunes. <laughs> so I added some more, and um, I wasn't. Um, it it went okay, but I wasn't entirely satisfied with my first attempt uh, in church a few years ago. Uh, and so I put it down for a while, but then I came back to it, and um, somehow I, I threw away, I discarded the extra tune, and uh, somehow I thought it's work, funny enough, it, I threw it away, it's just like pruning flowers, you know, I had to get myself to cut more of the stem off, so that they, you know, when you put flowers in a vase, you know, not that I didn't do those, but uh, you know, when you, sometimes it's good to prune, so I did, I pruned. Anyway, so um, I'll, I'll just have a drink of water and um, uh, might as well just sing it, hope the words speak for themselves. I need the water. <clears throat> yeah, when you're ready. Yeah, sorry, all that lovely scones and stuff. Mm. I enjoyed myself, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hark ye the sound of joyful singing, the angel choirs, the good news bringing. Down in the valley and over the hill in Bethlehem, so quiet and still. Jesus, born to be our Savior, Son of God, outcast and stranger. Shepherds, leave your flocks to homage pay in the city of David on this glad. Let that chorus echo far and near Jesus Christ the Lord is here Let that chorus re-echo once again Peace on earth, good will to men 
soul knell and hum a boy is learning a trade from his father learning obedience love and devotion this child who was born for our salvation see the donkey manger a cross of wood one day he'll die to make us good he will ride through the streets of jerusalem people will shout praises to his name <clears throat> There's a chorus singing soft and low, blending with the sounds of earth below. Angels watch o'er the child so young and fair, God's beloved son and Hear the sound of lament and crying on a distant hill. A man is dying, taking a guilt, shame, sin, and dross. The babe of the manger has gone to the cross. Stripped of all humanity, he hangs his head in humility, praying, Father, forgive. They don't understand the great salvation you have planned. There's no angel voices overhead For the blood of Jesus has been shed There's no chorus ringing in the air Just a lonely silent Hear the sound ringing through the sky. Jesus coming is almost nigh. Lift your eyes to those heights sublime where he sits with the seraphim. For he'll surely come back again as he did long ago in Bethlehem. This time he will come as conquering king. Will your hearts be ready to welcome him? Let the angel voices now proclaim praise and honor to thy holy name. Let them herald loud throughout the sky. His coming is very
afraid uh, Josie did did uh, hear that one. That was the finished um, one before. Yeah, while she was still here. Yeah, thank you, Coral. That was lovely. Uh, lovely that Coral can share her gift um, along with Josie's gift as well and make it something really special. And thank you to Ralph for playing as well. Um, uh, the next poem is called Three Days of Life. And um, some of you might be aware that Josie, when she was born, she was a premature baby. And obviously in the time that she was born... Um, that was quite difficult for a, a very small baby to survive. So right from the very beginning, she had quite a struggle <laughs> just surviving. And I'm sure that that determination to survive as a, a very young baby was something that was with Josie all through her life. I think all of us will know how she struggled with health issues, but she didn't want that to hold her back. And um, this is about her birth and her early days. Um, so, three days of life. I set my parents in a whirl when I arrived, a baby girl. A three-pound bundle of trouble and joy. I'm sure they expected a baby boy. The clothes they bought were far too big. They hadn't even got a crib. My bed was but a crude bare drawer by the fireside glow from the drafty door. The country then was still at war, and my pa was sent to a foreign shore. I grew into a bonny child, in the countryside, so free and wild. I played on the farm and climbed the trees, caught butterflies fluttering in the breeze, picked fruit and flowers in the sunny hedgerows, fished in the brook and dabbled my toes. But waiting for me in my teenage years were disappointed hopes and tears. Just as clouds gathering in the sky, shadows of sadness o'er my pathway lie. But as I grew into adult life, I fell in love and became a wife. Now I watch the children running wild, reminiscing of the days when I was a child. And I know that Josie really loved the fact that she grew up in the countryside. Um, most of you might be aware that she just lived across the fields here in a little house. And um, I live at the farm down there. Well, I wasn't there then, but she used to roam around the farm and the fields around here. And it all became very special to her. She used to say she'd just go off in the morning. And I don't know whether this was true for you as well, Keith, but just go out the door in the morning... And her parents would just expect her back sometime, you know, later in the day. She just went off and picked fruit and just enjoyed herself. And that's where, you know, her love of the countryside, she, she just relished that. Um, and she had a, a really fond love of children. Um, and the next one is called The Visitors. Um, because she and Des were able to open their home to children um, in the summer sometimes. And these were children that came down from London. And they really wanted to share their love of the countryside with these children that grew up in the city. And to um, take them down to Bex Hill so they could go to the sea. And so to take them for walks 
they would sometimes bring them down to our farm so they could see the animals. So Josie wanted to share um, her love of the countryside with these other children. And I think quite a few she managed still to keep in touch with uh, throughout her life. They would come and visit. So they, they, you know, they became very special to them both. And this was two little girls, so two visitors. Two dear little girls came with us to stay from the great big city far away. Sparkling eyes and ruffled hair, their fun and laughter filled the air. They rode on horses, played on the farm, swam in the sea and filled us with alarm. When on the big top at the fair they did go, but to two little girls it was hard to say no. They romped with the dogs in the fields of hay, scrambled over rocks down by the bay. In everything they took delight until it was time to go to bed at night. Each night we would read a story or two and pray to God as children do, thanking him for a happy day, for now it is time to go home and away. Yeah, she definitely loved children. Um, and this one starts off, um, it's called My Brother. So Keith, this is for you. Um, and it starts off, she's not quite so sure, but I heard a baby's cry at early dawn that awoke me from my bed so warm. The midwife came and took me out to show me what the noise was about. In the next room beside my mother, by my dark-haired baby brother. Bleary-eyed and tired, I looked and said, I've seen him, now let me go back to bed. <laughs> when morn came, I went to see this new brother that they'd shown me. Walked around the room with him in my arms, much to my mother's shock and alarm. She ordered me to put him back to bed in case I should drop him on his head. <laughs> then she encouraged me to hand him over, then gently laid him under the cover. We were so close as sister and brother could be, catching fish in the stream and climbing trees, whiling away the sunny hours down in the meadow amongst the flowers. It's lovely to have this brother of mine, now that I'm older and in my prime. We'll stay close beside each other, I'm sure, till the angels beckon from heaven's door. I just can't add anything to that. Um, and we've now got Mary coming up to... to Speak God's creation. <coughs> God's creation. The sun comes up in the early dawn, heralding in a bright new morn. 
Songbirds sing from branches high. Their soft, sweet music fills the sky. The day brings many wondrous things. Dragonflies bright with shimmering wings hover over the lake so tranquil and still while cattle graze on yonder hill. Spiders spin webs in the morning dew, works of art for all to view. Crane flies dancing on everything with long dangling legs and delicate wings. Rippling laughter of children at play in the flowery meadow and new-mown hay, making daisy chains, climbing trees, falling butterflies flutter in the warm, gentle breeze. The fox in her lair and the badger his set, the frog, toad, vole and jumping cricket, sun by day and moon by night, all these make one dull world bright. Snow in the winter, soft and white, surely is a child's delight. A rabbit seeks another grass blade, the squirrel has nuts in his laid. As the sun sets o'er the earth again, we can send up a glad refrain, thanking God for his world complete as our eyelids close in sleep. Well, this is Day of the Farmer. The cockle crows at break of day, reminding us to get up and pray. Doves are cooing from rooftops high, a lark flies up in the morning sky. The farmer goes out to sow his grain and trusts God above for the sun and rain to ripen the harvest and a bountiful yield when it's time to go out to the golden field. Lambs skip and jump in the meadows green, a kingfisher darts in the rippling stream. The farmer's work has just begun with the rising of the sun. He milks the cows in the cattle shed and reaps the wheat for our daily bread. All day long he sweats and toils until it's time to gather in the spoils. Just as the furrows turn by the plough, they start to show on the farmer's brow. And as hours wear on into midday heat, the farmer grows weary and needs to retreat. He finds a cool nook by the water's edge under the shade of a fragrant hedge. And there he takes nourishment and rest before he continues his work, refreshed. As the sun sinks, as the sun sinks in the western sky, reminding him his day's work is nigh, tired and weary, he wends his way home and thanks God for another day. As we've already heard, Josie wrote about the things that meant so much to her. And she loved nature in all of its amazing glory. And from the 
spring day with the new life and the winter with the white snow. This next poem is called The Storm and it's about the hurricane that happened in, I think, 1988? 87. I knew it was before I was here. I wish, Sylvia, but I wasn't living here at the time, so that will be my excuse. But I do believe it was quite traumatic and caused a few problems for this area. But Josie wrote about it in the poem, The Storm. The storm rose up in the dead of night, in the early hour before morning light. Man awakes from his bed so warm, shivered in dread at the terrible storm. Crashing trees and lashing rain, beating against the windowpane. Nothing to see, only darkness around, and the thud of trees falling to ground. All night long it roared and raged as an animal loosed from its capturing cage. Frenzied with anger, wrath and hate, not caring what else might fall to its fate. Morn came and the hurricane ceased and o'er the world was a calm, quiet peace, as though it had been touched by an unseen hand and people stepped out to review their land. Trees o'er the road and pathway stream, the whole of creation seemed in utter ruin. Woods were gone, the wildlife fled, the mighty oaks lay torn and dead. Sudden chaos and an awesome hush had crept o'er the earth since yesterday's rush, reminding man to think again, the God of the universe surely reigns. Mm. When I read through that poem, the imagery that it gave me and the pictures of that storm that went through my mind were so vivid and it truly was a tremendous gift that Josie had been given to be able to give those mental pictures that we can see as we hear her words. now come to a couple of poems um, about animals. So is it Steve or Bernice coming to read about a cat? <laughs> While the loop's been going, you can see some of the animals that Josie and Des had. Um, this one is about a cat, and then following on is Hazel with one about Casper the dog. <laughs> Well, as Josie's neighbour, I did get to know uh, two of her cats. One was a, a ginger cat, that's the one I got to know most. I can't remember the cat's name. Can anyone remember its name? Rufus. Rufus, that was. I was thinking Rudolph. Rufus. Rufus had a mind of his own. And uh, if ever I was uh, driving out or going out in our road, Rufus would be sort of walking across the road in a very stately fashion. He didn't really take any notice of any transport or anything. But he did actually survive for a, a long time, uh, and uh, Josie absolutely loved cats. Uh, and this one is a cat called Melissa, but it's called Mimi. 
and um, Josie wrote this in 1996. And it is a warning to anyone who goes to look at, at animals, kittens or puppies and thinks that they're going to come away without one because uh, if you've been a parent or anything you know and you take your children there, you're bound to come home with something. And I think Josie was a little bit like this. I was persuaded to go and see you, although I told them nay. They said it won't do any harm. You can always go away. So I gave in and came to the place where you had your abode. But one look at your sunken face made me gasp aloud. You jumped up on my shoulder and softly purred in my ear. I warmed as you grew bolder, and so I brought you here. We had you six short, happy years, and then we had to part. But we'll cherish your memory, Mimi, dear, as we keep you in our heart. I've known Josie since I was a little girl, and Des was my cousin. I love cats, but not dogs, because they bite. But one dog that I really liked that Josie had was called Casper. And so this poem is called To Casper, My Dog. He was round and fat when to my door he was brought on the first glad morn. A rolling bundle of fun was he with ears that were silky and soft as could be and a body of cuddly fawn. We named him Casper from the poem and the battle long ago and there hardly seemed enough ways to show him how much we loved him so. A year has passed since the first glad day when through our door he came. We loved him then and were always, and I'm sure he feels the same. I've been asked to read um, a poem called Unknown Paths and I think that Josie would have been so delighted that this was organised. It's such a Josie sort of event and the serviette I had, thank you for the lovely tea, the serviette I had reminded me of Josie, uh, her love of flowers and we shared a love of watercolour painting too so that was rather special. So this is her poem called Unknown Paths. I walked the path of happiness and found a saviour dear. My heart was filled with gladness, just knowing he was near. I walked the path of sorrow and found a risen Lord. He beckoned me to follow and our hearts were one accord. I walked the path of loneliness, despair, frustration, loss. In darkest depths and hopelessness, I met him at the cross. I walked the path of suffering, and again I found him there with hands outstretched in healing 
my fear and pain to share. He's in those unknown paths ahead, knows every crook and bend, for he has trod them all before and stays with us to the end. Josie loved her garden, and I remember when she moved into the bungalow on Victoria Road, I went round and happened to comment on some of the flowers that were in the garden and said that I wasn't a particularly good gardener and shouldn't really be trusted with flowers. Um, but there was some little plants that I thought were really pretty. A couple of days later, I came home and on my doorstep, wrapped in wet newspaper, were some plants that she dug up from her garden with the instructions in detail on how to look after them. Just so that she knows those plants are still living. It's a miracle. <laughs> and I take no, nothing to do with me. It's all to do with the fact that God is among the flowers. And that's what this next poem is called, God Among the Flowers. You ask me, does my garden tell about a God of love? Come sit as Jesus by the well and listen to the dove, a symbol of God's Holy Spirit and crystal fountain too, as the waters freely given to both me and you. The passion flower with crowning thorns speaks of Calvary, the bleeding heart when he agonized in dark Gethsemane. The yellow rose of Sharon, the lily pure and white, a reminder of the resurrection and everlasting life. The lily of the valley and fragrant rose named peace, tell me God is with me always and his mercies never cease. God reminds us in the garden that he surely shares a past, but his one and only dwelling is deep within our heart. And I know that for Josie, that was the truth. And that the heart that she had, the love that she had for nature, the love that she had for animals, the love that she had for children, stemmed from the love that she had in her heart for her Lord. The next one is called The Way Ahead. Josie told me that she used to sit at the window, looking out the window, and just look and pray. And that's how she spent a lot of her time. This is called The Way Ahead. Do not fear, the Saviour said, for the future days ahead. Just humbly bow your head in prayer. Leave with me your burden and your care. Your life is hidden in my outstretched hands. 
Every hour by me is planned. I know your needs, sorrows and joy. You're safe in my employ. So look up and don't despair. Consider the flowers, birds in the air. They don't have to toil, spin, sow or reap. They are kept as a tender shepherd's sheep. I am your healer, saviour, friend. I'll be with you till the end. Then, when this earthly life is done, we'll walk together on a brighter shore. After Keith brought the um, poems round, um, one of the first things I did was to... I, I, I saw this little poem called uh, Ready for Battle, and um, I, I did put some, uh, some music to this, so I did write some music to this. Um, and it's from Ephesians 6, for those of us... Uh, Ephesians 6, 10. Um, and... Uh, it's, um, it describes an armour. It's called Ready for Battle, uh, and, but it describes an armour. And I sort of picture something a bit like, um, you know, somebody being ready for the Battle of Hastings. Sort of there's a helmet and a, a shield and a sword and uh, a breastplate and so on. Uh, but um, these, it's in the Bible, and it's not talking about uh, us going to war, just like they did in the Battle of Hastings or any other battle. It's, um, it's well, um, it, it's talking about truth, and uh, it, there's a, I'll put my glasses on, I might be able to see a bit better. Um, it's about... Um, Right, there's, um, there's a belt of, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, the helmet of salvation, the gospel of peace, and the sword of the spirit. All these things that, uh, that we're supposed to carry around with us. Um, and it's not to fight other people. It's just to... Um, I'm, I've heard some really good talks on this, and I, I thought, well, I'm not here to to uh, give a talk on it but uh, you'll see as I sing I think I'd better sing it <laughs> be strong in the Lord and the power of his might arrayed in his armor and ready to fight the as a roaring lion draws near Waiting to pounce at the slightest fear Have your shield of faith with your sword in your hand Ready to step out at first command Beat shot prepared and lions got about Helmet to keep all wrong thinking out. Be 
strong, be strong in the Lord. Stand firm, stand firm in the Lord. Be strong, stand firm, be strong, stand firm in the Lord. <clears throat> be strong in the Lord and the power of his might arrayed in his armor and ready to fight stand firm in the lord belt of truth round your waist breastplate of righteousness in place feet prepared from the gospel of peace shield of faith blaming arrows to cease Helmet of salvation, sword in your hand. Word of God, in him we stand. Be strong, be strong in the Lord. Stand firm, stand firm in the Lord. Be strong, stand firm. Be strong, stand firm in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might arrayed in his armor and ready to fight the foe as a roaring lion draws near, waiting to pounce at the slightest fear. Have your shield of faith with your sword in your hand, ready to step out at first command, praying always in all that you do, for that is how God can reward and bless you. Be strong, be strong in the Lord, stand Firm, stand firm in the Lord, be strong, stand firm, <clears throat> be strong, stand firm in the Lord. Before you get worried, because you saw me walking up with a Bible in my hand, I'm not about to preach. <laughs> Josie's faith was a big part of who she was, and she would have wanted you to go out from here with a blessing. And I'd like to read a scriptural blessing, and to read it to you as a prayer and as a blessing on you. And it's from Numbers. It's Numbers chapter 6, and it's verses 24 to 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And I know that that's the blessing that Josie would want you to go from this place today, having received. It's been good, hasn't it, to listen to that, the talent that Josie had 
And yet she was so humble. I don't know if anybody else knew how many poems that she wrote. I knew she'd written some. And occasionally we would be able to persuade her to read some in church. But she always would, would say, oh, it's, it, it's not very good. No, don't, don't, 92. But I'm sure there are others that she gave to people because she wrote them for them. So there will be even more. But Josie would have really enjoyed today, not because we were reading her poems, but because we were celebrating the gift that she'd been given, because she was a humble lady. And I've been truly blessed by listening to the poetry that we've heard today. And I hope that you have. And I hope that there's been humour. And I hope that there's been some... I have to say, Keith, when the poem about you was read, I, it brought a tear to my eye, the fact that she loved you so much from the moment of your first cry. And, and that, just, that just made me <laughs> go. I'm filling up even thinking about it. And that is, that's the Josie that I remember. And we will, in this church, continue to remember her and celebrate the gift that she's been given. And for those that would like it, we have a few... We haven't got them here today, but we have made a booklet that contains the poems and the songs that we've celebrated today. And on the front is the most amazing picture of her with a cat. Surprise, surprise. Josie with a cat. Who'd have thought it? And it is, I think, one of the loveliest photographs I've seen of her. And if you would like a copy of this booklet with the poems, would you please let us know and give us your name and address, and we will post a copy to you. And it can be a, a memento, a remembrance of that very special talent, of that very special lady, and today, which has been a lovely day. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the tea. And I'd like to say, please finish it. There's still loads over on that table. And if you don't eat it, it'll only have to come back tomorrow for church. And we'll have to eat it. And that's not good. <laughs> so please, make yourselves uh, available to the tea and coffee. And Keith, you obviously want to say something, you, so yes. please. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> I'm sure, I'm certain Josie would have been most humbled by the amount of people who are here today to share her poetry. I would like to thank everybody who read her poems with, with such feeling and passion. And I would also like to thank the people who got it all together, such as Helen and Coral and anybody else that I don't know about. And it's been wonderful. Thank you very much indeed. Thank everybody. Thank you very much, all of you, for coming.